Hello, thank you for joining LTC DON Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Post-Acute Care Nursing, APACN. I'm your host, Amy Stewart, Chief Nursing Officer for APACN. I am here today with Denise Winsler, Curriculum Development Specialist for APACN. Denise joins us to discuss common barriers in the care planning process, the risks of delaying care plan updates, and how the Director of Nursing Services can support the nursing team in the care planning process. Welcome, Denise. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me. Denise, what is the biggest barrier the nursing team has related to care planning? That's a great question, Amy, and I'm going to give you a twofold answer. First, I think a lot of times floor staff doesn't really know the care planning process. And by this, I mean that they don't know what should go into a care plan, when it should go into a care plan, or when to update a care plan. And I think that this really stems from the second part of my answer, which is that many times the care planning process is the responsibility of one person the nurse assessment coordinator, the NAC. So the floor staff aren't really involved and don't receive the education that they need to become an integral part of the care planning team, which is a huge mistake. You know, care planning should not be the job of one person. It's really a team event, especially when it comes to the baseline care plan and updates to existing care plans when interventions change, such as when a new intervention is implemented for a fall. You know, the NAC is only one person and can really only do so much. So when they're solely responsible for all the care planning, this can lead to delays not only in establishing care plans, but in updating them as well. Thank you, Denise. What are the risks if a care plan is not updated timely? Actually, Amy, there are quite a few. You know, the care plan is really a guide for care, right? And it provides instructions to staff regarding the residents' needs and their preferences. And if we don't have this guide, there can really be miscommunication to staff, which can lead to things like increased risk for residents, especially when it comes to things like falls or pressure injuries also poor quality of care. And if a resident has had a previous trauma, it could lead to re-traumatization of that resident. On the operations side, lack of a care plan or a delay in updates can lead to things like survey citations or even litigation issues. That's a lot of risks. It is, yeah. How can the DNS help support and get the team involved in the care planning process? Yeah, that's another great question. And I want to make it clear here that the DNS is not solely responsible for this. He or she and the NAC should work together to do a few things. So the first one is set expectations for your floor staff and what their role in the care planning process is. You know, things like when they need to initiate or update a care plan. Now, there are going to be occasions when the staff can't do this, such as if an emergency happens that the nurse needs to attend to, but this should not be the norm. And for these occasions, facility leadership should really have a backup procedure to ensure that the updates occur as soon as possible. 
The next area is provide training on the care planning process along with what each person's role is in that process. And training can take many forms. You know, it may include a lecture, role-playing, or even hands-on training where the staff can develop or revise a practice care plan themselves. Allow for the staff to ask questions and make sure that they understand the training that was provided to them. Communication is key in care planning, so encourage communication between the staff and the residents to promote development of a person-centered care plan, but also encourage communication between staff and leadership as well. And when a change in status occurs, then either leadership or even maybe their peers can remind that nurse or some other staff member to update the care plan as needed. And last, it's important that staff receive feedback regarding their efforts in the care planning process, both good and bad. You know, let them know when they're doing a good job, but on the flip side, let them know when improvements need to be made because providing good feedback encourages those who are doing the correct thing and actively using and revising the care plans to continue, but also by addressing outstanding issues, the DNS can help those staff who aren't quite meeting the expectations to focus on their areas of improvement. Thank you, Denise. I like the feedback aspect of it. And I also had staff write a care plan about themselves. What's the most important thing if you were in the nursing home, which helps to drive home what you really need to put in a care plan in order to get the care that you want and need? Yeah, that's a fantastic idea. Denise, is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners today? Absolutely. So, You want to make sure that your staff have the resources to do their job. And in case of the care planning, have a point person that staff can go to with questions. And this can be maybe the NAC or even the DNS. And another resource could be a tool that staff can refer to when they're either initiating or revising a care plan. And a packet has several resources that the DNS can use for this, including our baseline care plan tool and the comprehensive person-centered care plan audit tool and care planning cheat sheet. They can also use the APACM person-centered care planning in-service education for nurses. That is great advice. Thank you for sharing those resources. Absolutely. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. For more resources and tools for nurse leaders, please visit our website at www.aapacn.org. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the LTC-DON Chat Podcast.